Whether it's through a book, movie, or TV show, and whether it's conscious or not, we're all looking for ourselves in media. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah, where each week we're discussing our journeys in finding our representation in the medias we enjoy the most. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah. I've got a very special guest with me today, and I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Take it away. Hi, my name is Casey, pronouns she, her, um, and I am a woman living in the D.C. area. Uh, I identify as bisexual, asexual. Nice. Um, well, thank you very much, Casey, for coming on and, and doing this with me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so if I'm remembering correctly, and if you're comfortable talking about it, you came out as asexual within the last couple years, at least on Instagram. Do you, do you mind talking about that journey and what that was like? Sure. Yeah, I think it was two or three years ago now, sometime during the pandemic. Um, but yeah, that was something I realized about myself relatively recently. Um, for context, I'm 36 years old, so that happened fairly late in life, I guess, yeah. for coming out. Um, and honestly, I figured it out with the help of my spouse and Instagram, to be honest, which kind of maybe sounds a little weird to some people, but that's <laughs> where I found asexual people for the first time and learned that it's a whole spectrum of identity and that that's where I fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, that, that's where it helped me find my queerness Instagram, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I really, that's great. Um, what was that like for you? Kind of that journey finding that identity? Yeah. I had previously just kind of used the word queer to describe myself because none of the other labels ever quite seemed to fit. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, lesbian, bisexual, maybe, but like none of them felt like, oh yeah, that's totally me until I found particularly the, I guess, micro label is the word for it for me would be gray sexual. Um, and like when you found that it's kind of like when you're at the eye doctor and they slide the right lens into place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That makes a whole lot more sense now. And just like a lot of past experiences like slide into a new context and make a whole lot more sense and it's just like finding this other dimension to your sexuality that you didn't know existed and the way it intersects I guess with the other parts of you and suddenly like you're a whole puzzle that makes sense <laughs> yeah I like that yeah I like that a lot um and after the the realization and the coming out did you start like actively seeking out media that kind of to see if you could find that part of yourself outside of yourself? Yeah, totally. Um, previously, I had read, you know, I'm a reader, so books are generally where I turn to first. Yeah. Uh, I've read a few books like YA fantasy, where there's like an ace secondary character who like maybe mentions it once or twice. Um, but when I had started thinking more about this and finding that label, I did start looking for that more, um, and it, it shows up more in, in YA, I think, is mm -hmm. where a lot of 
like the queer explosion in books has kind of happened in YA in recent years. So it's a lot easier to find, you know, to find characters outside of just lesbian or gay. Yeah. Books. Um, and I definitely started seeking those out more and looking for characters in adult novels as well, which is a little less frequent, but they're there if you look. Um, yeah, and that definitely did become a dimension of my reading that I wanted to seek out more of. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I agree with you. YA feels like, especially in the last few years, is like really starting to do the things that you know, I wish they had done when we were kids, you know, they're talking oh, yeah. about the things. Um, I think we, we talked about Loveless and the impact mm -hmm. differently, but the impact it had for both of us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that, that stuff just didn't exist when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, why as a whole category didn't really exist. Yeah. Those books were there, but they were like chapter books, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the idea of like YA as like an entire category to itself was, it's not really a thing when I was that age. Um, or if there were queer books, it was kind of like in a coded way mm -hmm. where maybe you saw yourself there if you looked really hard. Um, but I, I do think if I had seen more queer characters, more uh, asexual spectrum characters, like I might have figured myself out a lot earlier. There are so many different coming out narratives now that like you know, it just wasn't presented as a possibility to me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I agree. I 100% agree. Okay, so you've, you've decided to talk about a very special book today. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I want to talk about one of my favorite books. Um, and speaking of looking for ace characters in adult books, um, this one is a romance novel. It's called The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. Um, it's just a little bit of a synopsis. It is a romance novel set on like a bachelor type dating show. Um, so the main character, Charlie, is like the lead hero here to date all these women. And Deb is the producer assigned to him and they wind up falling in love um, while he's, you know, <laughs> while the <a> show. <laughs> just, you know, I'm, for all of its problems, I'm a big fan of The Bachelor. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> absolutely and every season i'm like oh i wish these women would fall in love with each other or they fall in love with <laughs> their director or whatever yeah. here we have in a romance novel um but along with you know what we're talking about today charlie through the course of the book um realizes that he's demisexual and for me this was i think the first adult book that i'd read that had an ace character in it and um, even though I'm not a man and I don't identify as demisexual, it still felt really close to my experience in that like, Charlie always felt like none of the right labels fit as I was just talking about. And also in the fact that Deb said to him, sorry if you can hear my cats fighting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Deb was the one who said to him, do you think you might be on the ACE spectrum? Which is how my partner, <laughs> has to be like have you heard this word grace i don't think that might be you <laughs> so to see that literally on the page and the book was like hey yeah that's me yeah yeah cool um i haven't read it yet as i've said but it's definitely on my my list of uh want to reads because so many people have identified with it such a fun book even though it deals with some really heavy stuff too there's also uh anxiety and depression and other stuff uh, in there that they deal with, but it's still so sweet and joyous. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm on board. I'm I'm all about like to real topics being dealt with, but also adorableness in a book. Yeah. You know, give me those all those romance novels. Mm -hmm. uh, just for listeners or people that are are coming into the podcast that maybe don't know, do you want to tell us a little bit about what gray sexual means for you and and how what the maybe like the quote unquote definition could be? Yeah, the way I understand it for myself is kind of like a lot of people think, and myself included in the past, that asexual is like not interested in sex, never feel attraction to anyone, just zero none. Um, and gray sexual is more like you feel like that most of the time, but you do feel that attraction towards some people sometimes. And that has been my experience for the most part. I'm like, mm, not interested. But then every once in a while you meet a person, you're like, oh, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just is like like a very small percentage of the population. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. So what's it been like since coming out? Like on Instagram, have you found like a community? Have you found more people to talk to about it? How's that been? Yeah, totally. There is a small but mighty ace contingent <laughs> on Bookstagram. Um, specifically, the people who helped me figure it out and that I was very close to, um, I will shout out uh, yes. Katie, Shelf Made Woman, oh, Quinn, yeah. The Romantic Ace, Anna, Anna Sweets and Stories, and a whole bunch of other people who write about asexuality a lot, talk about it, talk about aromanticism as well, and just really do a lot of educating work. And yeah. I found that very helpful for myself. And then, you know, they're also just wonderful people to talk to and hang out with. And I, don't think I know any ace people in real life as far as I'm real life yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm aware but it's nice to have a, an online community as well you know when you have a question or just want to you know hang out with like-minded people yeah um yeah um the romantic ace Quinn she's the one that I first heard a romanticism she was mm -hmm. talking about it and so she helped me figure that out for myself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I'll shout her out always. <laughs> She's fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, all those people absolutely like very, very dear to me as well. So um, that's, that's amazing. How, how's it feel afterwards? Like just in your body, do you feel like, like you were saying, you you feel like a puzzle completed and have you noticed that continues? You just keep feeling that, that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. It feels <laughs> relaxed I think would be the right word like oh I finally figured that out yeah um, which is great and weird to like find that in your 30s <laughs> but like really I think we're all always figuring ourselves out um you know I've been with my spouse for almost 15 years wow. <laughs> we've both like learned a lot about ourselves grown found new labels and new presentations for ourselves and just like i've learned through that relationship that you just kind of never stop sifting through yourself and learning more about yourself and your friends and your partners just it's a lifelong process and you know your labels may change they may not it's just kind of always exploring. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And I think that that's, that's something I really want to make, um, like prevalent on my podcast is that I want people to know that that's okay. Cause I, I didn't find my sexuality till I was in my mid thirties either, you know, and, and that's, yeah. um, and I think that if I had found it earlier, I may have, I may have, 
you know, save myself a lot of pain, but I think that it's still pretty cool that even now I'm like figuring things out. And just recently it was like, even more recently, I, I figured out pansexual feels like the right other right label for me. And like, you know, it just, you never know. So I think that's really great. Um, that, that you and your spouse have been able to do that together. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. I think, um, particularly when you're younger, there's a lot of, it feels like pressure to like find a label and stick to it. Like, who are you? Figure it out now, (laughs) especially like if you're in your early twenties and maybe just coming out, like there it's, I don't know. It's maybe it's not like that so much anymore, but when I was that age, it was very much like, well, are you lesbian? Are you bi? Pick one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's such pressure to like define yourself really quickly and that's just not how it works. Yeah. That's <laughs> not how it should work either. Like it yeah. just it should be able to just kind of keep sifting. Um Yeah. How long have you been on Bookstagram? Uh I think four years now. I think this will be my fifth year. Wow. Now, so been a while <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah. though yeah i kind of feel like i can't remember what my life was like before yeah <laughs> <laughs> just feels like we've always been there <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um and so how's it been through the four years have you noticed a change in the way it works and in the way the community is yeah yeah it's i don't know it's different but it's the same in yeah. some way um certainly there's been a lot of changes to instagram itself in yeah those four um everything from it used to be a lot easier to pick up followers than it is now to obviously reels didn't exist four years ago and just the the structure of the app is very different um i think there's i don't know yeah (laughs) different seems like the right way to say it's like there's still a lot of the same people around but there's also new people all the time um i i feel like people have kind of like finally come around to the idea at least in the corner that i'm in that like it's not really a race for followers anymore it's you know we found our corner our people and we just want to yell about books <laughs> with those people in you know this corner of the corner of instagram <laughs> yeah yeah agreed absolutely agreed um and i feel like and for us you know both of us we found our labels that fit for us through that space um and i feel like for me, being on Bookstagram has helped me have discussions that I never thought to have before and um, think about things in different ways. Um, yeah. Have you found that as well? Yeah, definitely. It's expanded my horizons in many different ways in what I read, what I seek out in other media that I find. You know, People are recommending also movies and podcasts and everything else through it, just stuff that I never would have found. Um, and I've joined and been in and out of so many book clubs that it, that it's like, I'm talking with people that I never would have met otherwise, and therefore getting viewpoints and experiences I never would have heard otherwise, you know, outside of like the book club at my local bookstore. It's a whole different set of people, which means you're seeing a whole new side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I find it so fascinating. I mean, we all, there's issues with it at, you know of course, but I, I sure. just, I don't know. It just also feels like a really okay place to like be who you are and yeah, you know, I think so too. It's yeah. overall very supportive, at least in my experience of it. I know that's not everyone's experience and that is unfortunate. Um, I think you'll find that anywhere on the internet, unfortunately. Yeah. 
but for the most part, like it's a fairly joyful piece of the internet. Like people are there because they want to be. They're excited to talk about the books that they love. You know, for the for the most part, people are just happy to to chat and not only talk about books but like share silly memes and just <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's become like a, a real very large, uh, widespread group of friends, mm-hmm. you know, at least yeah, that's how I yeah, see it. Totally. <laughs> friends all over the world, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I go to like, a, you know, travel to a different city, I have like someone and I'm like, mm, would you like to meet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Which is great. I think that's just, mm-hmm. that's so fun, you know? Yeah. If you have, if there's one piece of advice or multiple pieces of advice you would give to somebody that's like kind of starting to feel like they're coming into um, a new identity on the A spectrum or they're having questions about it. Um, what would you want to say to them? Oh, um, my guess is always, here's some books. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, I found uh, Ace by Angela Chen to be a life-changing book. Um, even if, if you are Ace, if you are questioning, even if you are not, if you are allosexual, it's just such a smart dissection of um, sexuality, of, uh, of every part of your identity, and how it all combines to become like the social concept of you, basically. Um, and I just learned so much from it. And I think it really helps you, for me, it helps sort of pick apart, okay, what do I feel and what have I been taught to feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a which is a distinction not everybody realizes at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good books, nonfiction and fiction out there right now. Um, there's also some great Instagram accounts to follow. Um, I would say Ace Dad Advice is a great one. Also is, um, I think her name is uh, Ace and Grace. And they answer questions, they hold discussions all the time, um, just uh, making space for people to come and chat and also to learn. Yeah, great. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed my my time with Ace by Angela Chen as well. I thought that was yeah. a very, it was a fascinating thing. I was the first time I heard about queer platonic relationships, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a really beautiful thing. And um yeah, there there are definitely uh, things in there that 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 hit home for me, so I, I recommend that as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let's see. Um, just gonna check our time. A cat is crying because the door is shut. <laughs> okay, good, great. All right. Um, So these days, how is it that you're picking uh, books to read? Uh, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, well, part of it is, you know, I have like advanced copies I want to get to before, you know, I'm very lucky to get those from publishers. I want to get to them before they are actually published. Um, and, you know, I have whole shelves of backlist books that I have not gotten to, like very many of us. And lately I've taken to using a random number generator, oh. <laughs> um, you know, say, or, you know, 
generate a random number and then I'll count that many down on the shelf and pick it. Because um, I'm lucky that I generally don't feel like I have to be in a mood to read a particular book. Like I can just pick up any book and read it. So that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's pretty lucky. I uh, definitely a mood reader over here. So yeah. it's hard. <laughs> oh, and then um, do you keep all of the books you read? Totally random question. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, our house is pretty small. Um, my shelves are pretty full. <laughs> um, I have a, a little free library that we have in our front yard. Um, so any book that I, you know, didn't like enough to keep or I wound up with extra copies of or something, I go in the little free library. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Um, and I'm guessing your spouse is, you know, supportive of your book habit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. They enjoy that basically anytime they think, hey, I heard about this book and it sounds good. I probably already have it. Nice. <laughs> and I say, yep, here, pull it off the shelf. That's great. <laughs> yep. Um, What about you? What are you picking up next? Uh, right now, I'm like maybe a quarter into The Street by Anne Petrie, which is a very backlist. I think it was published in like the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's one of those that like I see on bookstagram here and there like everybody's like you gotta read Anne Petrie's you know list of so I'm doing it <laughs> nice <laughs> um, to balance all the all the new books and shiny ones that I'm always trying yeah. to read. Um, and I have a copy of Some Desperate Glory by Emily Tesh which is coming out soon it's a sci-fi queer something and for people that are looking for more great recommendations where can we find you on bookstagram yeah i'm on instagram at casey the reader Beautiful. please come say hi <laughs> yeah um yeah guys everyone uh listening in today uh please go follow her. She's great. She's one of my favorite bookstagrammers on there. Um, and uh, she she's helped me a lot, you know, in, in my journey and in getting more books. Um, I love definitely one of my favorite uh, accounts to follow. So definitely uh, check her out. Uh, one more time for people. What was the book you talked about today? The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. Excellent. Um, well, thanks again, Casey, for coming on and doing this with me. It really meant a lot. Um, and maybe down the line, uh, we can have you back or you and your spouse back sometime. Absolutely. That would be so fun. Cool. Thank you for having me. This is really cool. Good. I'm glad. All right, friends. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Small Town Sarah. I'm going to remind you to follow, review, rate, share, scream about all the good things. And remember, you matter.